MLM Nation, episode 310. Go for it because we only live once. There is no rehearsal. This is it. Go for it. Dream big and go for it. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons you learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fired up to bring our special guest, a leader from Singapore, who's actually hanging out on vacation. She travels a ton. She's out in Taiwan right now for Chinese New Year. So, Millie Liang. Millie, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Hello, Simon. Hello, everybody. With no prior entrepreneur background, little money, and a one-year-old toddler, Millie Leung moved to a new country with her husband in search of a better life. Just two weeks after landing the new country, and with just two numbers in her temporary phone, she started her network marketing business. And then in just 26 months, she became financially free and retired her husband. She has reached the top rank of her company has become the first female Asian international trainer for a company worldwide. Millie is also an international best-selling author. Her new book, Mind and Money Makeover, has achieved best-selling status in three categories on Amazon.com. So there it is. <laughs> so Millie, I've just given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. 
Sure. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's such an honor to be on your show. And um, my story, I'm actually, people call me uh, international citizen because I was really born in Hong Kong and I grew up in Canada in Vancouver, the beautiful West Coast Vancouver. And uh, when I first started doing my job, I was in Hong Kong, then I moved to the U.S. I married my husband in the U.S. in Seattle. And just a couple of years ago, I was um, working in the corporate life like a lot of people, climbing the corporate ladder, doing well, you know, uh, making a good, decent, comfortable income. But I found myself to be time broke. And as a woman, when my first child, Angeline, was born, she's now six years old. Um, I'm sure if there are women listening right now on the call, you understand how, what I mean. Like in the corporate world, I trade my time for money. And I really, when my child was born, I realized that time is so precious. And I just really want to have more time with her. So I made a tough decision to give up my career at the time at the corporate world um, for a while to take care of my child. So I became a full-time stay-at-home mom. Now, what happened was... The economy um, changed, you know, back in the USA in 2010, 2011. So um, economic crisis came. And at the time, I was already not making an income because so my husband was the only breadwinner from home. And we found, and he being an architect wasn't exactly the best timing with the economy turning bad. So what happened was in 2011, um, my husband made a decision to move across the globe to Singapore to become um, to work for an architectural company. So that's how we ended up in Singapore, you know, about five and a half years ago uh, with nothing much because we lost a lot of money at the time with um, just our baby girl at the time, one year old and um, two suitcases. And we moved to Singapore to start a new life. So but, you know, I always say dots only connect when you look backwards. And now moving to Singapore, looking back, it's probably one of the best decision ever. Because just two weeks after we moved to Singapore, I stumbled across uh, my company in network marketing. And that's how, when I, I saw the opportunity, um, and I'm passionate about the opportunity, and that's how I got started. So literally just got started in Singapore two weeks after I moved there. So how did you, how were you approached for network marketing? And have you been, before that, were you, have you been approached before in your life or was, this was your first time? Now, so it's funny because I have my auntie and um, she's involved in another um, direct selling company selling um, nutritional products. Um, but I was never involved. Um, she would come to my house from time to time and share with me, oh, this product will be good for your skin or for your health. But it, it really, for me, I didn't feel the passion for that, for, for myself. So um, when we moved to Singapore, just two weeks after that, how it was really kind of a coincidence. I, I was definitely at the time, just two weeks there, I didn't even know where is where in Singapore. I have no idea which street. I was using a temporary phone card. I had no friends. Um, so, But I figured since I'm in a new country, I can't just live in a vacuum, right? Because my husband find a job there. He plans to stay there for a couple of years. So I decided to just go online. So I went to Google what's on meetup.com and I found a group that was um, hosting the casual one-on-one game. So if you're familiar with it, I'm sure you are, Simon. It's uh, by Rich Dad, Paul Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. It's a board game that teach people how to, um, through the game, learn how to achieve financial freedom, right? So I saw the game that they're hosting in Singapore. So I quickly registered myself and went to play the game on a Sunday and I it was at that point, um, because I grew up in a very traditional family and you know education environment, I didn't know anything about residual passive income. So when I played the game for the very first time, and that was August 21st, 2011, 
I realized, oh my God, I am in a rat race. So that's when I realized I need to make a change. And at the table, someone said, hey, um, would you be open to take a look at something that we're working on? Of course, I said yes. So she said, okay, come meet me 48 hours later on a Tuesday night. So I said, yeah, sure, why not? I'll meet you 48 hours later. So, But I also knew at the time, if I just go in right now with the mindset that I had all my life in corporate world as an employee, I would not be ready. So what happened was right after the casual game on a Sunday evening, I went to the library and I borrowed every single book in the library that was mm. written by Robert Kiyosaki. So luckily, there were only three books. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to read all three books in the next 48 hours and um, Google a bunch of stuff um, so to get my mind ready so that I would be more open-minded when I was showing an opportunity. So two days later, I met her at a small little office um, with a couple of people. I was shown the opportunity um, of a travel company, and I love the concept. So I jumped on board. So that's how I got started. Wow. So um, you knew the importance of mindset. What was the biggest change you had to make in terms of, uh, and I'm sure the 48 hours you learned, you, you know, you read the Kiyosaki books. What's the biggest change you had to make that you feel a lot of distributors haven't made yet, and that's why they're stuck where they are? Yeah, so for me, the, the 48 hours is really about me changing the mindset to be more open-minded because in my past um, corporate life and being a student, I, I, mean, I grew up very, in a very traditional environment, just education. I went to uh, school, did my bachelor's degree, did my master's degree in engineering, and I was top in the class, got scholarship, the whole nine yard, and worked in the corporate life. So in my mind, the only way was go to school, get good grades, get a good job, work hard, climb the corporate ladder, save money. And hopefully retire by 65. That was kind of what brought up. So for me, the key mindset was reading the book and learning that people who are able to retire earlier and successful people have different mindset. And building a business and doing investment, um, so-called moving to the B and I quadrant in the rich dad world's um, terminology, building a business and doing investment are the ways to achieve financial freedom at a faster, much faster rate. So I decided that it's also stated in the book that you need to feel uncomfortable and you need to get uncomfortable. So I, I made a decision that I'm going to just learn and be very humble, be very coachable and um, read books and you know talk to people who know what they're doing, buy them lunch, buy them breakfast, just be very, very coachable and learn. So that was the key thing for me because, you know, in my past career, in my academic life, you know, I could say I, I was doing well in academic, I was doing well in the corporate life. Sometimes a little ego came in the way, but I decided to become very, very coachable. So let's get back to the mindset. Um, I think one of the ones you talked about is uncomfortable. Like we're, yeah. the, the rest of the world wants to be comfortable. But I think right. you we have to be uncomfortable. I think the more uncomfortable you are, the more you learn, right? The yeah, more you Correct, grow. correct. And, and I, I, my mentor told me that if you just do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, you were insane, right? So basically, I know that what I was doing before in the corporate life didn't work. So I have to do something that is different. And different often is uncomfortable, but we just have to do it and just push through it. So for me, starting a new business, which I had no experience before, you know, was a new venture. And I was in a new country with no phone number. And um, actually, there were two acquaintances in my phone card. And so that was it. That's how I started. 
So yeah. let's talk about your first couple of weeks. So once you joined, uh, how did you do? Okay, so I actually got up with a, with a pretty good fast start. Um, the first couple of people that I show, you know, they were not in Singapore. I showed them through Skype. Uh, it was my brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law, my two best friends, people that know me, trust me, and um, that knew, knew me, who, who know who I am. So those are the first four people that I showed. And um, I was really excited. Uh, the excitement really helps because they, they know me for a long time. They never see me so excited. So that really helped. Um, and they came on board quite quickly. But after that, I realized that I am so new. It's not easy to support people who are overseas market. I was just a few days old in the business. So I had a lot to learn. And being in Singapore, I also knew that I need to start building a team locally in Singapore so I can leverage on the local leaders, leverage on what we have already in Singapore. So I started learning how to build from coal market from scratch in Singapore. And I have to tell you, <laughs> the beginning was not easy. I literally have no idea how to do it because at the time, none of the people um, above me, the leaders, um, had to deal with coal market. They all was, you know, born and grew up in Singapore. So I basically banged my head on the wall a lot, and I did everything that I thought I thought of doing. Uh, something that you can't even imagine that I was doing. I was standing on the street giving out flyers, standing on the street doing surveys. I was posting on forums, doing all the wrong things. I was knocking on people's door. Um, I was um, just uh, posting on Facebook group, you name it, in uh, um, uh, different classified ads. Um, yeah, and, and all, all the things I've done in the next few months. Um, and I got some appointments. And in fact, I got a lot of appointments, um, but I also got 60 straight rejections. Yeah. People don't know me, didn't trust me. I was doing it wrong. So I got a lot of rejection, 60 no's, you know, so yeah, not easy. <laughs> so you said that you did all these things wrong. So what was the turning point when, and why were they wrong? So what, I guess there's a couple of questions here. Why was it wrong? And what was the turning point? What kind of aha moment where you started getting it right? Yeah. So um, after doing so many things wrong, you start to realize that something, if you continue to that, do that, doesn't work. So realizing for, for cold market, it's a little bit different. For cold market, now my mindset is, first of all, strangers are just friends you have not met yet. So strangers are just friends you have not met yet. Every person now who are your best friends, they were at some point strangers, right? The best friends that you have today is probably not the baby that was next to your bed on the day you were born in the hospital. <laughs> so at some point you met these people. So just don't be even worry about not knowing anybody in a market that is brand new or not know, not having anybody. Some people will always come up to me and say, oh, I have nobody on my, on my list to call. I'm like, go meet somebody. You know, strangers are just friends you're not met yet. So that's one thing. Don't be worried. Don't, don't be scared. The second thing is when you really talking to people, always I get asked, when do you approach people? When do you pitch people? I'm like, no, um, your job is really just to interview people, connect with people. Um, my goal is to get to know them. And my goal is to become a solution provider. I want to find out if there's something that they need or they want in their life that they're not already getting or achieving in the current job or their current situation. So my job is never to push anything on anybody because everybody likes to buy, but nobody likes to be sold. Hmm. So my job is to just become a solution provider, 
ask questions, interview them, find out what they need, find out what they want, and just really help them become a solution provider. So that's all I changed my approach. Instead of pitching to people, selling to people, I become a solution provider and just generally trying to go and help and connect. And that changed everything for me. And then people start signing up. So that was one big turning point for me. But the other aha moment that really, really changed me was at the time, my company was very new in Asia, so um, we didn't have any company training event. So what happened was about three months down the road, I finally attended the first ever training, came to Asia and I attended it. And for me, it was um, really, really helped me to build up that belief. So if your company offer any kind of training, I highly suggest that you go because that's how you can truly catch the vision, meet the company people, and you know where you're going. So for me, coming out from that training really, really helped me to have a different posture. And from that point, I was confident. I knew where I'm heading, where the company's heading. So when I talk to people, my posture is a lot higher. You know, I used to be really afraid as a new rap uh, when people ask me, so how much money are you making? I used to be really afraid of that question. But ever since I came out from the training, I, I was so much more confident. I, I would tell people, you know what? I just started. It doesn't matter how much money I'm making right now, but I know where I'm going. I'm going to the top rank of the company. Are you coming with me? Mm. So just having that different um, posture because of the confidence that I have, people start to believe in me, people start to follow me, people start to you know, come with me, and I started building a team. So that was the two major change, you know, just being a solution provider and just connecting with people and trying to help. And the second thing is having that belief um, because of the company training system and you know, whichever way you need to build your belief system from your own company. Awesome nuggets here, especially about the belief and how to answer the question, how much money you're making, because it was all about yeah. belief and importance of going to events. Now, I'm going to go uh, talk back. Uh, I'm going to go back and talk about co-markets. So you said you become a solution provider. So where did you meet these people? Where did you go? Uh, obviously, you're not yeah. standing there giving out flyers anymore. Where would you go in your <laughs> community? Very, very good question. And I get asked that question a lot as well. So um, I've done all kinds of things, right? And I find that a lot of them were not effective, at least for me. And I find that there are two places that were particularly uh, helpful. If you're talking about face-to-face, -face, um, you know, cold market prospecting, face-to-face -face cold market prospecting. And for me, the first place is networking event, obviously. So um, in my area, in my country, you can go to meetup.com and I'm sure there's BNI, there's all kinds of networking. You just Google networking events in your local community and I'm sure that there'll be a lot. The reason why that was helpful is because in networking events, you are putting yourself in an environment that people already understand the importance of building network. People understand referral marketing is the most effective way of marketing. People understand that already. So you, you're naturally putting yourself in an environment that people are more open, people are more driven, because if they're not even driven, they're not in the environment. They are watching TV at home. So you're putting yourself in an environment, you're exposed to more positive people who understand networking. So that's a great place to start. Now, again, keep in mind that you're interviewing, you're building connections, and you are trying to become a solution provider, right? So that's that's one place. The second place that would help, was helpful for me was I made a switch and I decided that as much as I'm building the business, I want to learn. So I, I started to um, enroll in uh, classes, whether it's pay or it's free, 
um, online that I find um, that places that I can go to and learn something. For example, if I have a hobby about you know cooking or gardening, whatever that is, something that you already want to do because the worst that could happen is you learn something new. At the same time, you're probably meeting somebody who are like-minded, who are very similar to you. So I started learning, and for me, my my interest is in financial education, in investment, in entrepreneurship just along the line I'm doing already so I I got myself into different classes some are free some are seminars I pay for and just go there and learn and of course during the learning I also meet my classmates who then who are also along the same line wanting to have more in their lives learning more so that's how I start to meet more better quality people instead of just Mm. you know standing on the street very randomly so those are the two good places but of course now I also learn you know social media marketing and Facebook marketing that that helps a lot as well awesome tips here now how did you do this you had like a toddler you're a one-year-old your daughter Angeline how did you do all this and still become a mom is any time management tips you can share yes very good Simon you know this is probably the second most asked question that people message me every single week other than the question about co-market. Time management, how do I build my business being an entrepreneur and being a parent at the same time? And you know, like I said, when I first started, my older daughter, Angeline, was one year old. And during the time I started building my business, a couple months into the business, I also got pregnant with my second child. So now I have two little girls, four and six. So I actually literally, um, you know, parent, pregnant, all that. And I had a really difficult pregnancy. I was literally throwing up every single day, one to three times a day. So for women who are on the call, I know what you're going through, but if first of all, it's a mindset. For me was, I know why I'm doing the business. And I know that if I build the business right, if I build it sustainably and I do it right and do it well, it's such a short-term, short-term sacrifice. So I was willing to pay the short sacrifice to get to where I am. But having said that, I have a couple of tips. Uh, five different strategies. I'm just going to summarize it qu- real quick. Five strategies that for me was really helpful to build a business and being a parent at the same time. So number one is eliminate. You need to cut out everything that is irrelevant, unimportant, or unactionable. Just stick with the, pe- the things that are most important in terms of your business and stick with the things that are most important for your family. So do the things, eliminate everything that is irrelevant, unimportant, and actionable. For example, I dropped TV altogether. I haven't watched TV for the first two or three years when I start my doing my business. And sometimes something has to give. So maybe it's a little bit of your sleep. Maybe it's a little bit of the housework. You don't clean your house every single day. Instead, you do the whole family clean once a week, you know, stuff like that. And I used to check my email all the time, but I reduce it to just once a day so I don't waste time. I don't waste time on social media, stuff like that. So number one is eliminate. Number two is prioritize and schedule. So now that you know what are the most important in terms of your family and most important for your business, such as the income generating activities, schedule them. Because if it's not in your schedule, it's not going to be done. So schedule them, prioritize them, and schedule them. That's number two. So number three is manage. Now, when I say manage, I know there are all kinds of time management um, tips out there, but I really just want to focus on one thing is be present. Mm Because I was totally um, guilty of it when I first started. I was constantly, when I'm playing with my daughter, I'm also constantly looking at my messages on my phone, which is not the right way to do it. So just be present. When you're with your child, shut off the phone. It is okay. Nothing. Nobody's going to die. You know, 
just spend the two hours, three hours with your daughter if you need to. And when you have the time to spend quality time with your child, when you do that, and also spend quality time doing your work when you're doing that, be present. Okay, so that's number three, manage. So number three, one of my favorite tips is leverage. Now, if you are very fortunate, you have a supportive spouse or a partner or your family member that can help you to look after your child, that's wonderful. If not, then consider hiring a babysitter or hiring a house cleaner if you can use that time productively. If you pay money to have a um, part-time babysitter, make sure that you're using that time in your income generating activities, right? To make sure that the money is well spent. Now, at the same time, I always give tips to, to other women in my group, I say, because there are other women who are in the same situation as me. So I do that, what, what I call the children's walk. Sometimes I look after your children while you go and build a business, and sometimes the other way around. Or, you know, so we just take turns, the women in, within our group, so that sometimes the women will be looking after a bigger group of children. At the same time, the moms can go out there and build business, or we just have house party. You know, yeah. so that's how we leverage on, on that and also leverage on technology. If you are able to show somebody, uh, whether it's online, I mean, technology, I love it. Like we're in different parts of the world and we can do this right now on this call. And there are so many things you can do with technology these days. Right. So we can leverage on also technology. So the fifth thing, the last point is integrate. Now. People always talk about uh, work-life balance, but Anthony Robbins, you know, one of the gurus of um, inspiration of mine, he said, instead of work-life balance, try to do work-life integration, which means if you have children, integrate your children into your business. For me, <clears throat> my business is in travel, so my children get to pick some of the trips that we go together, and sometimes we host parties at home. If your children are older, they can be your little host, and people love it when your children speak out because they're so cute, they're so real, and people love it. It makes the environment so much more pleasant. So so the last point I wanted to say was integration. So these are the mm. five strategies that you, I use to help me to really squeeze out those time and to build the business. Awesome, awesome tips. Hey, ML Nation, this is really good. If you're listening, hit the rewind button 15 seconds a few times. Uh, really <laughs> good tips of time management. And now let's transition a little bit. Uh, you also have a best-selling book, Mind and Money um, Makeover. So can you share a little bit what inspired you to write that and what the book is about? Yeah, so it's funny because I, I thought about um, in one of the seminars that I attended, you know, three years ago, um, that my mentor asked me to just write down what you want to do in your life. And at that point, I said, I want to publish a book, but I had no idea what to write about and how to go about doing that. I'm not a particularly gifted writer. But I also knew that I want to document my journey of things that happen, including the difficult times and including the good times. So I put down, I wrote down all my, my journey, um, my why, my struggle, what I've gone through in order to build a business and also some of the tips, the lessons that I've learned through building my business. So this book is about, um, you know, entrepreneurship in general. And I have steps in there that help me. Um, to get to you know where I am today, so my story and tips that I put into my book. So this was uh, launched last July in Amazon.com and became one of the best-selling books in three categories on Amazon.com. So yay! Awesome. So we can get uh, you know I'll link that the book to the show notes. Um, you can go to just MLNation.net and search for Millie 
on the search for M-I-L-L-I-E. And then on the show notes page, you will link to that book. So definitely go check out that uh, bestseller by Millie. So you're going to talk about that book. It's about your, uh, your journey. Now, this is my favorite question. What is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that most people will <laughs> quit, but you did it. And that's why uh, you are the leader you are today. Yeah, so in this business, I had two really, really difficult time when I was building the business, especially the beginning. The first time was at the very beginning when I got my 60 rejections, right? The no, 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 because I didn't know how to build from cold market. So that was the first, um, the really first big hurdle. And for a lot of people, when they first started and they faced that, a lot of people would have quit it, right? Most people come into a business, they can't even take four notes, they, they're quitting. So I decided to stick on with it and keep going. The second time that I really, really had a hard time was during my pregnancy. So like I said earlier, during my pregnancy of the 10 months, I actually threw up the entire 10 months. I was feeling dizzy every single day. But even during that time, I had not given up building my business. I was still at presentations. I was still helping my team. I was um, doing the business up until two weeks before... Um, I was due and, um, you know, health wise, I was not doing so well. I was ordered to bed rest twice. So other than the time that doctor asked me to rest, um, I was constantly still building the business. And um, there were times I was building it. But as you know, sometimes the business go really well and sometimes it could plateau out. And that was the same time while I was feeling so, um, you know, sick with my pregnancy. That was also when I hit my plateau. So I remember there was one particular day. And I was feeling very, very down because my health, my situation, I was throwing up and also the plateau. And um, it was just very normal for me because I'm not somebody that give up really easily and because I know my why. But on that particular day, there were three times that I told myself I want to quit. And... You know, I'm not particularly proud of that, but it's also very human. Like, you know, a lot of people who are on this call, you might at one point go through that. And I can tell you that um, if you're going through it or if you're not going through a plateau, at some point you will. (laughs) So you may as well learn how to handle it. And for me, I was having a really hard time. So what I did was I'm also really blessed that I have great mentors. I I quickly messaged one of my my mentor, Max, and I told him, you know what, I need you to meet me right away so it was at night and he said no problem without any question asked he said no problem meet me in first thing in the morning the next day so i met i met with him he sat down with me at a a, you know coffee shop and basically he didn't say too much but he told me some stories and he also told me that i have to have faith sometimes things happen at a certain timing because I was asking him, did I do something wrong? Am I doing something that is not right? How, why am I keep doing what I'm doing but not getting the result that I want to get to? And he said, you just have to have faith. And remember, my our mentors told us that in this business, sometimes you just have to go through the numbers. And when you go through the numbers, you're going to find your aces. And he said to just You just have to believe it. You just have to have faith that if you keep doing what you're supposed to do, your time will come as well. So that was the lowest point that I really, really wanted to give up. And just because of he encouraging me at the lowest point, I stayed on and I said, okay, I'm going to keep doing it. So and I kept sponsoring people and sponsoring people and showing more people and sponsoring people. And within, I think, a few weeks, I found my first ace. Mm. and things turn around so 
I am really, really so grateful for people who has helped me along the way. And that is why for me now, I also try to help people, you know, when they come to me, because I understand just certain time, people just need that lift, little lift. And they will be just fine if you can help them that just a little bit to get through the hardest time. Thank you for sharing about wanting to quit. Because I always ask, when I do training, I ask people how many people have, want, have wanted to quit. And some people haven't raised their hands. It's like if you haven't been tempted to quit, you haven't worked hard enough. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like the temptation to quit. And my, one of my favorite quotes is the temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. You, know, you got it. And most yeah. people quit. But for you, you wanted to quit three times out of one day. You hate, <laughs> I'm sure you hated the business. It was making you miserable. But you kept going. I was and then so of, sick as well, you know, at the time. My, my body wasn't, you know, doing well. Yeah. So you're like oh, mentally sick of it. And then physically you're feeling well. But you kept going. And then it's an awesome story that the lesson is a couple of weeks later, you finally found your ace. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. What, uh, you know, when you get the 60 rejections, what is the self-talk? What keeps you going? Like, what are you saying oh. to yourself when you're getting a rejection? Like, 53, <laughs> 54, 55, 56. Yeah. What yeah, are you saying okay. to yourself? So, now, I'm not a superwoman, and I'm I'm human. So, uh, I have to be honest. It was not a good feeling. And there were times that, because I have no phone number in my phone, it's not like I can just call anybody to go meet them, right? So, when I get a rejection, I actually have no more phone number in my phone. I have to go back to networking. I go back to, you know, start to, start to even get to get to a phone number to try to get a person to sit down with me. So I have to start all the way from scratch, from zero. So it was really tough. And there were times that I go out and network and do all this and all that. And the whole day I come back and got a note and I feel like I want to cry. And I would, you know, tell my husband, you know, why is it that nobody is catching the vision? Why is that nobody is trusting me? This is so awesome. And I'm so worth, worth trustworthy. Uh, but nobody knew me at the time because I was new in the country. But what kept me going was I really understand why I started. And the reason is because I was in a corporate life. I knew I want to have time for my children. I, I knew that I want to also help my husband to be able to, able to retire because he was working on a job that was really demanding and he was on the road a lot. So he missed out the first two years of our, our older child because he was, you know, Monday and Friday, Monday to Friday away from, you know, we were in Singapore. He was flying to China to work. So for me, it was a really strong why to just go back to say, okay, I'm doing this. People don't don't get it right now, but no matter what, I'm going forward because I know I with this if I persist. I will get results. I just have to. I just have to have the faith, mm. and I keep keep go reminding myself my why, why I got started. It's for my child. It's for my for my husband. So I kept going at it. Now let's share another story. Take us to a time that you consider your proudest moment in network marketing. Okay, so there are quite a lot, <laughs> and that's that's the beauty of this journey. Um, now. On a, on, a, on a more personal level, of course, it's achieving the rank. Of course, it's become the first female trainer, international trainer for the company. Um, but also, more so for the person I've become. Now, um, you know, before joining my business, before doing my business, I was never really um, into personal development. 
But because I've joined the business, I realized that there is so much to learn and to become a better leader, basically your business grow to the extent that you, you grow, right? So I've started really dive into personal development. I'm sure a lot of leaders who have you interviewed also say the same thing, is reading the books, attending the training, listening to the audio, and talking to people who are more successful, listening to your mentors, and doing the things, taking action on them. So because of that, the last five years, I read more than 350 books. I've attended every single training from our company. I've never missed one of the training, even during my pregnancy and during the time I was sick. And it helped me to grow tremendously as a person and as a leader, which is one of the things that I'm really proud of. I mean, today, honestly, for people that who met me for a very long time, in many ways, I'm still the same, but in many ways, I'm very different because I grew so much more as a person. So that's on a personal level. But as you know, in our business, one of the proudest moments is when you help somebody and that somebody achieve results, achieve success. So for me, um, you know, for now, my team is, is doing well. And there are five other people in my team who has reached the top rank of the company now and 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 recently there was one event that many of them were on stage and they became trainers they were sharing their testimonials and I was so proud I was the entire time I was so proud um you know and uh one of my leaders she also reached a top rank she's a trainer for the company and she delivered just an amazing speech and I was just about to cry because I was so proud of her. So these are the moments when you see people from your team that you have helped, you have locked arms with, you know the stories, you know the up and down, you know the struggles and they came through, they got results, they changed their lives, they helped other people and they are on the stage now to inspire other people. There's it's moments like this that makes everything worthwhile. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Hey, as we uh, go to the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And this could be really like one sentence answers really quick. Okay. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events. And now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th, 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, mine is very simple. It's um, dream big, start small, act now. Mm, I like the dream big, start small, act now. Yes. What is what is one habit that's helped you become successful? 
personal development. I consistently do personal development every single day, at least 20 minutes a day, ever since I started. Uh, do you have a specific routine? Do you do it in the morning? Do you do it in the afternoon, evening? Um, it's hard to say, but morning, I find I'm a morning person. I'm more productive during the morning. So in the morning, I get a lot of things done that includes my personal development. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, don't quit and be coachable. <laughs> be coachable. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you uh, do a Zoom or webinar or do you Skype? Or do you meet them for coffee and use a flip chart? What do you like to use? I do a lot of them, but for me, um, I do Facebook quite a lot. I mean, it's in Facebook to build the to connect because Facebook now is literally my social proof, right? I have a lot of social proof now on my Facebook, and that helps a lot. And of course, I use the tools to show people the video, and we also do webinar. But one of my favorite tools is Facebook. Do you have a favorite online resource? Or like a Dropbox or Evernote or I favorite do. I app. actually have a website. Um, it's just www.millieliang.com. That's my name.com. And also I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash fly.with.millie. I like that. Um, what's one, aside from your book, what's one book <laughs> you can recommend to end our mission? Very cool. I love my book and I actually love this book. Can you see it? Yes, Launching a Leadership Revolution. By Chris yes, Brady I, and Oren Woodard. Yes, I love this book. So for anybody who wants to step up and become a leader and learn how to um, lead a big team, that's a book I would recommend. It's a great book. Very cool. Very good. Um, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. You ready? Yes. You can, And you kind of answered it before, but I was curious. If you just start all over again today and you knew no one, so you didn't even know your husband, didn't know your daughters, you're like an alien that went to another planet, <laughs> but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom, what's the first thing you would do or the first place you'll go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Networking events and seminars. That's where I'll pick from my experience. I love that. Hey, uh, as, we <laughs> as we wrap up, uh, any last words of advice? And then what's, what's the best way our listeners can connect with you again? Um, go to my website or my Facebook again, um, you know, www.millieliang.com or go to my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash fly.with.millie. So that's the best way to connect. And any last words or advice? Okay, so go for it. Figure out your dreams, your whys, and don't quit. Don't listen to people who are negative, next, um, who are next to you trying to steal your dreams. Go for it because we only live once. There is no rehearsal. This is it. Go for it. Dream big and go for it. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Millie Liang. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E, at the search bar and the show notes on all the nuggets of wisdom and also Millie's book. The links will be right there. In order to be successful in business and life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Millie, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you soon. Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles, in February 2018. 
And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, the Simon Chan, amazing show with Millie Leung from Singapore. Woo! You know, go out there, connect with her. Uh, just go to mlnation.net, search for Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E. An awesome story. Uh, her nuggets, you know, just reach out to her. Check out her book as well. And, um, I, I mean, I don't even know where to start. So many notes here. I mean, first of all, it was just like connect and co-market. You know, she told me what not to do. And what not to do is people think like the short term. Let me get flyers. Let me go buy leads. Let me, uh, you know, do this, do that, right? Like short flyers, doing forums. You know, the the best way a lot of times is the slow way, but the long term is the fast way. Build genuine relationships. You know, I just talked to a coaching client today. She was buying leads and not getting any results for five months. I said, you know what? For five months, you could have gone to the community, be a solution provider like Millie shared, you know, help people solve problems, right? Solve problems. Be a person that people know, like, and trust. And in five months, you could probably sign up 10 people if you build a trust. So, yeah, find forums and all that stuff, you know, like doing ads, classify ads. Seems like, oh, it's a quick, easy way, but it's the long way. The right way is this is the end of the day is a relationship business. Go out there. Go to the community. Be a, like a solution provider, like Millie, you know, shared and, and talked about. And you may not get results quickly, but in the long, in the short term, in the long term, you'll get the results because you'll be a, you know, person of that tr- people trust, you know. And if you help people, people want to do things with you. And a couple other tips is just like, you know, go to networking events, right? But go networking events not just to sell. Again, be a solution provider. Enroll in a class. I love that tip. Go to a class. Like if you, you like to cook, go to a cooking class. Because again, you're meeting people, building friendships. And worst comes to worst, you're going to have a good time, right? And people always ask me, Simon, if we're going to do the million-dollar question, if, you know, if you, I have to build again, I'll, I'll you know, go join two d- different gyms, join a running club, I join two basketball leagues, because that's what I like to do. You know, I might even join and enroll in the basketball camp, right, to, you know, working with kids, because I like to do that. And worst comes to worst, I still have fun. But I'm building relationships. And when I'm going there, I'm looking to find ways to provi- provide value. Um, Another big aha moment from Millie is events, events, events. You know, this, again, people keep talking about it, or every leader's talked about it. going to events is super important because there she saw the vision of the company. She got better posture because she knew where the company's going. So if someone asks you, like she said, how much money are you making? She may say, she said, hey, I'm not making much, but I know where I'm going. And she can confidently say that because she saw the vision of the company and where it was expanding to. So you have to go to events. Definitely go to every event. Even when Millie was sick, she talked about she was sick for 10 months, throwing up throughout the 10 months, sick as heck. She still went to every company training and event. And it was during that time when she was sick, she wanted to quit, right? But she said, hey, don't quit. Her mentor, she wanted to quit three times in one day, okay? Her mentor said, you got to have faith. Keep going. And that's the thing. You know, the temptation to quit, that's my favorite quote, the temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. It's an ancient Chinese proverb. And right after when Millie wanted to quit, she met her mentor. She, a couple weeks later, she finally got her ace. couple other things here. Uh, you must have the right mindset, right? Just when she started off, she read, you know, Kiyosaki, three Kiyosaki books, read them in 48 hours. By the way, all leaders are readers. She read 350 books in five years, okay? And she goes to every training event. So, 
She read a book, Open the Mindset, you have to be coachable. And coachable meaning, having the mindset means you got to do things uncomfortable. you got to do things differently. The things you don't want to do, the things that scare you, that is what you have to do. That is what it means to be uncomfortable. Now, most of your coworkers, colleagues, friends will think you're nuts, you're crazy. But that's where they're stuck where they are. If you want to get to the next level, you want to be the next leader like Millie Lang, you have to be uncomfortable. And I, I just shared the, you know, I just shared this at No BS No Hype in LA. The number one thing, you would secret is to do something that's scary. Do something that scares you. That makes you uncomfortable, and that's how you grow. And by the way, it's not going to scare you forever because a couple weeks later, it won't be scary as well, right? If you've never been to a networking event like Millie, it may be scary. Do that ten times, I bet you it won't scare you anymore, right? So keep going at it. Uh, do what's uncomfortable, and you know a um, couple other things here. Time management, right? You all have to pay the short-term sacrifice. You talk about raising two kids and building the business. Number one, eliminate. You got to eliminate things. Most of us, we have a to-do list. We have goals, but we keep adding to a to-do list, but we don't eliminate. You have to eliminate. Okay, eliminate. Get rid of things that are unactionable. Number two, prioritize and schedule. Every hour should be scheduled. Number three, manage. Be present. Right? If you're spending the one hour with your kid, be present. And I see this is one of pet peeve of mine, parents with the kids and looking at their phones. Be present, enjoy that moment. And when you're working, also be present too. Number four, leverage. Leverage your time. Okay, and I love that how she does a children's swap where moms who like help babysit and uh, babysit the kids and so the other moms can build their businesses. Brilliant stuff. Number five is integrate. You know, work-life integration, children's, you know, can, her kids help her pick up the tr- trips, her ch- kids become hosts for the events. Uh, really, really cool stuff. A couple other things is, you know, during the rejections, she has 60 rejections. Hey, how many of you can deal with 60 straight rejections? It was a self-talk that kept her going, okay? Reminding her, and she reminded herself constantly about her why. Reminding her constantly about her why. Last thing is, you remember, the business grows only as fast as you grow. So work on yourself every day and dream big, start small, and act now. I think a lot of you, you dream big, you start, but you don't act. The key is to take action and do something scary. Do something uncomfortable. Okay, that's, if you're not, if you think that's crazy, that's your mindset. You need to change your mindset. Awesome show again. I can go on and on. I have tons of notes here. Definitely connect with Millie Leung. Um, you go to mlnation.net, just search for Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E, the search bar, and connect with her. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Let us know how you like about the show, and let the world know how awesome this profession is, because I'm loud and proud to be in this profession. My name is Simon J. I love what this profession does, giving new opportunities, creates business, creates opportunities, and go out there. Remember, take action. Dream big, start small. Act now. We are in the profession to help others, ML Nation. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. Prepare to take off.